Before I get started, I would like to issue this disclaimer. I am not a mental health professional. I am an individual who is passionate about mental health and topics related to mental health. Research has been done on these topics and I am sharing my own personal experience. All conversation and information exchange are intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Any information shared should not be used as medical advice or to self-diagnose. If you believe you are experiencing an emergency, please talk to your primary physician or call 911. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of Mind If We Chat, episode 61. I'm so excited to be back. Um, if you're a new listener, thanks for joining. And if you're a continued listener, thanks for being patient and giving me space and letting me go on a little hiatus. I definitely needed the mental break. Uh, I definitely have a full plate. And I think as much as I love doing the podcast, I was not in the right headspace to continue with the podcast. Um, I'll touch on that in this episode, but I do want to kind of reintroduce myself for those of you who may not know me so well. Um, and then those of you who do know me, there's been a lot of changes in my life. Uh, so first off, I'm mom. I have a four-year-old. When I started the podcast, he was two and now he's four. He is just joyful. Um, very blessed to have him in my life and I'm very blessed to be his mom. He's a great kid and, you know, really smart, really funny. Takes a lot after myself and my dad personality wise. So it's really nice to see that. Um, yeah, so there's that. And I am a full-time worker. I, uh, am a program coordinator for a birth to three program. I love my job. Keeps me very busy. I'm always learning something new each day about myself and about other people. And, you know, I really love the work that I do, though. Um, I also am a full-time graduate student. I go to Purdue University. I'm in the counseling program there, and I am working on my master's in school counseling and my master's in mental health counseling. So busy is an understatement. <laughs> I have a lot on my plate, um, and sometimes I don't even know how I manage it all. But uh, I really enjoy what I'm doing and what I'm learning. This is my second year in the program. Um, and yeah, I really love it so much that Purdue has opened up a um, Docker of Psychology. And I am going to announce it here now because it is a goal of mine. And if anybody knows me, if I have a goal, I'm going for it. <laughs> So Purdue opened up a doctorate of psychology, and once I am done with my master's, I will be then proceeding forward with earning my doctorate in psychology. So yes, I'm very excited about that, and you know I wanted to get it out there because I know it's something I'm going to do. Um, I know a lot of people say don't announce things until you're doing you're doing them. No, I'm going to do it. <laughs> So, um, as I said, if anybody knows me, you know, I'm very ambitious. So whenever I want something, I really go out and I get it. So yeah, there's that. So I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much the reintroduction of me. Um, and why the podcast even exists is just wanting to end the stigma of, you know, that surrounds mental health. Um, you know, 
it's become more of a popular topic. People are more talking about mental health and things like that. So I feel like we're going in a good direction um, when it comes to, you know, normalizing mental health and ending the stigma that surrounds it. And, you know, I'm proud of Mind If We Chat and I'm proud that, you know, I could be a part of ending that stigma. And um, hence why I chose to lead into the career. Uh, I don't think if it was for Mind If We Chat, I'd be at Purdue. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm at Purdue, one of the best programs around for counseling. So if you're interested, I'm putting a plug in for PNW. <laughs> Definitely check out their counseling program. Um, I can wholeheartedly say Dr. Lisa Hollingsworth and Dr. Mary Didlow are probably two of the best professionals. I've ever had and you know my um experience in college and you know they they really are knowledgeable they care about what they do they really want you to learn and they don't look at you just as their students they do look at you as like you know you're you're their colleague uh yeah so I really enjoy both of them um they have such different personalities and both of them are just so you know they really love what they do and it shows um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful to be a part of Purdue's program and, um, yeah, I just hope I'm paving the way for my son to see that anything's possible and if you want something, go for it. So yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. <laughs> so where have I been and what have I been doing and why did I take such a long break? Uh, yeah, I don't know, um... I was not okay the last couple months. As many of you know, um, I am no longer married. Um, so that kind of sucks. But I can uh, say that I am in a pretty decent place with co-parenting. Co-parenting is it's different, <laughs> obviously, than being married. But um, I think my co-parent and I both kind of have the mindset of we want to do what's best for our son. Um, sometimes emotions can get in the way of that, but I think we do a pretty good job of, um, putting him first. And, um, so I'm happy about that, but you know, co-parenting is hard. It's different. It's different. Um, and I'm still learning how to navigate through that. And I think the dynamic, our dynamic is, um, different, uh, just because we do still live in the same house. Um, yeah, it's just, it's not the best, but for right now, it's what works. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> you're going to be hearing me take a lot of pauses. Uh, cause they're as vulnerable as I always like to be with you guys and share as much as possible. I'm being more mindful in what I share just because I know that these will exist forever. These episodes will exist in time forever. And one day my son can listen. To this and I just want to do the best thing as possible to keep certain things protected and keep him protected. So um yeah as much as I want to spill the tea <laughs> I uh I jokingly say that as much as I want to say certain things you know to share that real raw experience I think for my son's sake and to out of respect for him there's just certain things I won't share, but, um, it's, it's challenging at times, but I think what helps is when you keep the mindset of not only what's best for your child, but at one point, if we were friends, at least, I think we can 
we can co-parent in a good way. And, um, you know, I'm pretty fortunate that, um, you know, my co-parent is the dad that he is. So, yes, I will kind of move along from that. Um, and as most of you know, I was in a, well, some of you know, I was in a relationship. I was in a long distance relationship. Um, and it was great. I talked about it a little bit on here a few times, but not many, not much. Uh, we ended up, um, ending our relationship as I had found out some pretty, uh, bad things. Um, so it turned out I was under the impression the months that we spent together that I was the only girl in his life. And that turned out not to be true. Um, I didn't know what it was to be loved bombed. And, um, yeah, so I learned about what it is to be love bombed and, uh, I will kind of laugh about it. And I learned this through my, through this experience. Um, I've kind of learned more about myself. I use humor, uh, as kind of my mechanism of not having to really like deal with the, uh, the hurt, you know, it kind of helps me kind of get through the awkwardness when I do talk about things. Um, so it's like, why is she laughing? <laughs> I don't really think it's funny. It just kind of helps me get through, um, the hard stuff when I do talk about it. Um, so yeah, we had dated. Friends. I thought things were great, but I had this gut feeling something wasn't right. Um, long story short, uh, the internet is a wonderful place if you want to find out information. And, you know, being the little detective I am, I ended up finding out, um, that he was on dating apps and talking to multiple women. And, uh, one of the women he was trying to talk to reached out to me. Uh, we had a conversation. She was very nice, very nice woman. Um, and it was really heartbreaking. Um, yeah, I, I felt like everything around me kind of was like silent, like still, like I, I was in disbelief at what was happening. Um, because I really thought that he was genuine. Um, but again, that's what love bombing, that's what it does to you. Kind of makes you believe that the person is like really, really, really like in love with you when really it's just kind of their own benefit. Um, I'll kind of, I'm going to bring up an article cause I just don't like to say, Oh, my article went away. Okay. Well, I will come back to that. Um, so basically psychology today wrote an article about like, what is love bombing and love bombing is when the person tries to make the other person kind of fall in love with them quickly, right? So they might do things like give grandiose gifts or like say things like, oh, I feel like you're a soulmate or I see all these things in you. They call a lot. They text a lot. They kind of do all the right things. So when they do show those red flags, you overlook that because you're so kind of wrapped up in you know, well, they wouldn't do that. They're a really good person. We talk about like those rose colored glasses that you put on in the beginning of a relationship. Well, that's what love bombers usually like to do to you. They ensure that those rose colored glasses are always kind of on you. And, um, admittedly I had rose colored glasses on. Um, there was a few things that I had saw 
during our like time together. Um, but I always kind of gave the benefit of the doubt. Um, and I think long distance really, like for me, I thought a long distance relationship would be a good thing. Um, because of how busy I am, I didn't want someone hovering over me or on top of me. I thought, okay, you're all the way in another state and I'm here and we can talk on the phone and have this connection. And that's great. I, there's no, I have to meet you on Saturday night for a date or, you know, things like that. No high expectations. Um, yeah. So I, at the end, when everything kind of ended, it was really, really difficult for me. I found myself in a really bad place mentally. Um, because I just felt so like open and vulnerable. And, um, I, I was in disbelief, like what just happened? Like, what did I just experience? Um, I was really angry at myself, uh, for overlooking those like quote unquote red flags. Um, I was really angry at him, uh, because I had asked many times I would get these feelings just kind of gut feelings, like something happening. Like something, and he would, no, no, nothing's going on. I don't know why you think like this. And, um, I don't know how you want me to reassure you, like things like that. But, um, it actually happened right before I was supposed to go to California. Uh, again, for my fourth trip, it was like, um, I'm trying to think it was going to be for a longer extended amount of time, like almost a week. And I had noticed like when planning, it was almost like, well, I'm going to be at work. I'm going to be doing this. And I'm like, well, why am I coming out here? I mean, it doesn't really make sense for me to leave. You know, I remember Bessa Pluma was coming to concert uh, at Tinley and I really wanted to go. Yeah. So guys, I have this thing for Bessa Pluma. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish, but I love his music. Anyways, um, so I really wanted to go to this concert, but I had already planned the trip before I knew about the concert. And I remember him like saying, like, well, if you don't want to come and you just want to go to the concert, I'm like, I could just leave early or something. So it was like little things like that. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know what else I can say about it. It did take a few months to kind of get over. I was in a really, again, a really bad place. Um, I was taking two classes over the summer. So I was right near the end of my semester. And I remember having to present um, the week that I kind of found out, like everything kind of unfolded. So it happened on a Saturday and by Thursday I needed to present a project and no, it was actually Tuesday, not Thursday. Um, I had to present early because every, uh, I was supposed to be leaving to California and then everybody was going to present after that. So I ended up presenting and I just remember like having a lump in my throat. Like I wanted to cry. Uh, I didn't even want to get out of the bed. Like that's how much of a bad place I was in. Um, just because I don't think sometimes we realize like how much being in a relationship, like when it ends, especially the way it did for me, like finding out the whole entire time, uh, he was seeing not only just like one other person, but like multiple people, uh, just at that magnitude, like how much that affected my mental health, you know, what even love bombing did to me, um, how much that really affected like my thinking and just the function of my brain at that 
moment um, when it, when it was happening. So yeah, I just remember like kind of shutting down. Um, but I think what really helped me through it was my cousin. I would call in tears and oh, I'm starting to get all choked up. I would call in tears and she would always answer. And I probably was, you know, driving her insane because I felt like I was going insane. Like I really felt like I was breaking. And I think like being a mom and experiencing that like pain, um, man, that's hard. It's hard. I, I just remember like being around my son and just like not feeling present and just feeling even guilty, um, about that. Uh, just being around other people in general. Like I just felt like I was like not there. Like I was physically there, but in my mind it was like, I just kept ruminating. My anxiety was probably the worst it had been in a while. Um, you know, but I had my therapist, so I talked about it a lot in therapy. And I think what really helped me was I had actually reached out to his kid's mom that he had, you know, he shared a lot that their co-parenting relationship was difficult. She was difficult and, you know, just all of these things about her and biggest red flag. If a man talks about his child mother in a bad way, there's no excuse. Just run. Like there, there really is no excuse for it. If he's venting, oh, he's just venting. Oh, she really is bad. No excuse. Like, anyways um so I actually got a lot of clarity from her and that really helped me uh that really helped me see like everything that I was kind of missing like the information was right there in front of my face but it was like she almost confirmed everything so that was really helpful and she was super nice and I just found it really strange that it was almost like he kind of was portraying himself as her. Um, I won't get into too much detail because I don't want to give him any kind of space in my life anymore. So I just found it strange because like things she would say that she did with the kids, like I was like, that's what he said he would do, but it was really her. So, um, yeah, whenever someone tries to paint their partner, ex-partner bad, yeah, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so that kind of helped me move through that. Vic, my cousin, Vicky, uh, she really helped me. I remember one day just like calling her and crying and she met with me and sat with me and let me cry. And, you know, um, I really appreciate her. Um, I think throughout this whole entire year, I've had all these like ups and downs and she's been there every step of the way with me. And I don't know what I would do without her. And, um, even to have that level of support, uh, it's really important. Um, so in school, I've learned th those are protective factors, things that, you know, you look to when you're in like crisis or when you're in these hard moments, what are your protective factors? Obviously my son is my number one protective factor. Um, but you know, having supportive relationships with people like her and, you know, other people who would say like, Hey, what happened? Are you okay? And, you know, people just reaching out and making sure I was okay. That was really well appreciated too, because I know that people care about me. 
and um, how I was feeling. So that helped me feel a little better. Um, therapy really did help uh, with the love bombing aspects of things and even me kind of gaining some confidence in myself to trust myself. If I have a gut feeling, you know, my that's me. My gut is telling me something is wrong. Maybe I should look into that a little more and, you know, explore that. Um, but yeah, I... I felt that I wasn't in a good place to sit and talk, you know, with anybody. I had had some recordings scheduled and, you know, I kind of had to push everything back. And then I had to sit down with myself and say, like, I don't think you're in a good place to record. I don't think you're in a good place to be in space and talk about mental health because my mental health was not good. Um, and then I did do a suicide, uh, panel for, um, AJ. So, and I was very proud to be a part of that. And that really helped me kind of, um, you know, get out and still kind of do what I love, but not have to so much, you know, it was kind of just like moderating. It wasn't, um, having to interview anybody or, you know, sit across from people, but I really loved doing it. Uh, so that was a good experience for me. Um, and then I just kind of put all my focus into school and work and my son and, you know, trying to see like good things. Um, what else have I been up to? I'm trying to think is it's been a, been a rough few months and, you know, um, I didn't take much time, which I probably should have taken just more time to myself. Uh, I just put all of my cards into, you know, school and work and to try to forget. Uh, but it did take a few months to kind of get over. Um, I feel like I'm in a way better place now. And, um, so yeah, I think if anybody has experienced, you know, love bombing, how, or being with somebody who has narcissistic traits, because I don't want to say anybody's a narcissist because, you know, that, uh, that's a slippery slope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I wonder other people's experiences as well. You know, um, I got on like a couple groups and would read like, women talking about like their partner being a narcissist and things like that. And, you know, just experiencing that kind of like in the beginning, how someone really goes hard for you and then goes cold and, you know, that that's really hard. And now not being married, it's just, it's a different, it's a different world out there for me, but I'm trying to navigate it through the best way I can. Um, but I would say like overall ending 2023, um, definitely on a better note, more hopeful about things. Um, a lot of good things in the works. Uh, but one thing I wanted to talk about too, that I experienced a lot of was like cognitive dissonance. Um, so cognitive dissonance is where, your beliefs are like contradicting themselves, right? Like, uh, one article I read about cognitive dissonance said like, you know, that drinking's bad, but you enjoy it. So you have like this dissonance around like drinking. Um, I feel like I was experiencing that a lot this year, uh, of the year of 2023. I was experiencing a lot of dissonance. Um, I, I feel like 
I, I was getting to a place where like, I finally am figuring out who I am. Like, I know what I like. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. And then something would happen, like something would occur. And I would say like, is this who I really am? Like, is this really me? And one thing, um, I did a lot of was trying to fill in the gaps of situations. So things would occur and, I would kind of think to myself, am, am I like, am I going crazy? And I don't like using that word, but in the moment, that's what I would ask myself. Like, am I finally like losing my mind? What is happening to me? Um, because like things would occur and I was always trying to fill in the gaps of why they were happening. It was like my brain just couldn't like stop or like pause and realizing I'm was always in a state of like hypervigilance. I was becoming very like much fight or flight. And I just had a conversation recently with someone and we were kind of talking about how, you know, these last few months, it was like, I was always like looking for something, you know, something to be wrong. Um, yeah. So again, I feel like I was experiencing a lot of cognitive dissonance this year. Um, and I'm, that's something I'm working on. Um, and in being busy, you know, and having to step away from the podcast, I actually stepped away from therapy too. And it wasn't by choice. Uh, so my therapist, she's amazing, but her schedule isn't open, um, because of the, the clinic that I go to or hospital rather, um, their hours are not aligned with my hours. So now my therapy is affected by that. So I have not been receiving therapy anymore. And, um, <laughs> I jokingly say this, it shows, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just feel like I ruminate a lot, um, which is not good. And I know that it's not good. And, um, but I try to just do things like, um, you know, kind of ground myself when I feel myself ruminating or I'll call a support system and kind of talk to them about what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, I just try, uh, to come back to the present and get out of my thoughts. Uh, I haven't journaled like I used to, um, which I know is a good way, um, to get out of my head but I haven't been doing that. And, um, again, I want to do these things, but time is not always on my side. <laughs> um, being program coordinator now keeps me really busy. Um, I do enjoy the work though, because it is a really good way of me not having to ruminate, but then I stress out about the work. So kind of twofold there. Um, and then school, uh, school has been a place, I think, even after just like ending my marriage, like, it's been a place where I feel like I can be myself. Um, so I can talk a little bit about my cohort. They're just amazing people that I've met. I feel like for a, a while I've kind of searched where to like, where do I belong? Like, where do I fit? And I really do like feel I finally found where I fit. Um, you know, I feel like I found somewhere that I belong and, um, I have a really good friend. I can call her a friend. Uh, her name is Sabrina. 
So she is part of my cohort. And I think that she's probably one of the best people that I've met in a really long time. Um, you know, we became friendly very quickly. And I think this year, this semester, especially, um, she just always listens. She's always willing to listen to me. And, you know, it, again, it goes back to having that gratitude of having somebody be supportive and having that support system. Um, you know, so having my cousin, having, you know, my cohort, um, having Sabrina, those are all really nice, like things to, to have. And the, the support is also mutual too, you know, and that's, that's important for me because I never want to make anyone feel like, Oh, it's all about me. Not about you. Like, no, never, never. Uh, the, the door opens and closes both ways. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I have developed good relationships with people at school. Again, like I had said, mentioned earlier, my professors are great. Um, I feel like they're, it's just easy to talk to them. And again, I feel like Purdue has been the best decision for me. Uh, and I encourage anyone looking for a program to join for mental health and school counseling, definitely look into Purdue. Um, but yeah, that, so those are some of the things that even though there has been parts of these past few months have been a little dark for me, there's always some light in that and some positivity. Um, yeah. And like I said, things, things have been hard, but they've also been getting better. Um, so I feel comfortable in being able to come back. Now I will say this, this semester I'll be taking four classes, which is not normal. I'm used to taking three classes. So through three classes and work and, you know, having a child, my plate was full and stepping away from the podcast was the best choice at the time. But now I feel like I'm going to make it work. Even if I record, you know, two episodes a month, two episodes every other month, four episodes every other month, something. <laughs> uh, I do want to come back because I, I think that I've made these really great connections with people now. And, you know, I can bring quality content where I feel like I'm in a better space to do that. And I have, I feel like I have more knowledge. Um, so what some of the things I've learned in school, like I took a crisis intervention class and I've learned like so much from that course and, you know, how to help people. What I like about my program is we role play a lot. Um, so, you know, getting the opportunity to be the counselor or even when we're the client and seeing how someone else would, you know, during the role play, how they would counsel that's been a really great way to even like see how other people, you know, um, function as counselors. And it gives you kind of an idea like, Oh, I would use that. Like, you know, um, so that's a really, another cool part about, you know, the program that I'm in. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Cause I feel like there's been so much that has gone on. It's been a while guys. Um, health wise, I was in Patrick Wilson's, um, program. And I was not participating in the program. I was paying for it, but I wasn't really doing the workouts or exercises. Um, I just couldn't do the 430 wake ups anymore. I was just tired all the time. 
Um, so I stopped, but I do want to start that again and put my health as a priority. So I'm adding back podcast and fitness onto my plates and, uh, I want to make it all work because I know I can do it. Um, and that is one thing I will say that I'm very grateful for a part of all the things that have happened to me in 2023 and the lessons that I've learned. Yeah, there's been a lot of things that have made me sad. Um, but there's like, been a lot of things I've learned through that sadness, you know, uh, my ambition, my drive, when I want something, I will go through any means to get that. And, you know, if I really have my eyes on the prize, I'm going to obtain, um, resilience, like, I always kind of thought like, yeah, I guess I can bounce back. No, I'm very resilient. (laughs) I'm very resilient. And these, um, you know, past few months have really shown me that. Um, Not only that, but I think just uh, I've kind of changed my mindset too on how I look at like things. Like, yeah, I'll cry about it. But at the end of the day, you know, this is teaching me something. I'm going to learn something from this, you know. this pain will go away. It'll subside, but I'm going to learn something. Um, so, I mean, just kind of like overall changing my mindset about things. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm getting shy now guys (laughs) and I'm losing like what I could, what I should share and what I should talk about. Um, it's just awkward sometimes talking about myself. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but I really do, I would like to hear, like, what you guys would like to learn about. Um, you know, I, again, I've made some really good connections with people. Uh, I would like to have an episode that talks about, like, different types of therapy, like Reiki therapy. I think that that's really interesting and something I want to learn about. Um, yeah, so, oh, another thing I can update you guys on. See, I knew there was something I wanted to talk about. So when I, when I first started the podcast, you know, a lot of the reason too, um, was me talking about my anxiety, but also talking about like the relationship with my mom. Uh, so, and I know I haven't really touched base on that. Uh, so I tried to reconnect with my mom this year in 2023 and, um, it, things didn't go horribly, but I just came to the realization, uh, usually what, what happens if we do reconnect, there's always like some kind of fight that occurs and then we stop talking. But this time I just started to notice this is going to be that kind of like the same pattern. Um, you know, my mom comes back around, she says that she's different. Um, and then, you know, shortly after she shows she's really not much different and, you know, um, she just has old behaviors that I don't, don't align with what I want in my life. Um, but this time it was kind of like, wasn't kind, didn't blow up into anything. I tried to, you know, maintain a relationship, but I came to the realization, like, it's just draining for me. And I think I'm just going to walk away. I'm not going to, not going to say anything. I'm not going to make it a thing. I'm not going to explain myself or talk about it. I'm just going to kind of walk away. Uh, and I think I did that for the sake of my child. Um, you know, I, I didn't feel comfortable a lot of the times talking to my mom. Um, cause 
I, I think I understand more now. Like she has her own mental health issues, you know? Um, and I just don't know that I want to withhold that relationship. Um, cause I know sometimes I would get off the phone and I would feel, I wouldn't feel good. I felt frustrated. I just felt like annoyed and I'm like, yeah, this, this isn't something that I want. And I definitely don't want my son to feel that energy as well. Um, so I had to say, I just, I just can't do this. I had to say this to myself and I felt bad because I didn't explain it to her. And usually I would, but I knew that that would kind of bring on a fight. So I just kind of walked away in peace and left it at that. And, you know, I haven't spoken to her in a few months and I, you know, I wish her the best. I, I really don't have any hard feelings like I used to about my mom. Um, I mean, stuff is still there for me, but I think that it doesn't weigh as heavy as it did when I first started the podcast. Like when I first started the podcast, I was like, you know, I didn't think nothing nice of her, nothing nice. But now I kind of have changed as I've evolved and I've learned I've kind of just you know it's okay that we don't talk and I don't have to hold ill will towards her or I don't have to harbor these resentful feelings towards her I can kind of let that go um you know and just understand that she had like her own stuff and don't get me wrong I still have moments where you know if I do think about something or if I talk about something I do feel that anger. And I know that that's something I'm still working on. Um, yeah. So, uh, what else can I update you guys on? I will say that's another thing in like 2023, uh, a lot of self-awareness. I have like a lot of self-awareness now. Um, whereas before, and that was something that when I signed up for produce program, we did, you know, talk about like, you're going to, be a whole different person when the three years is over. Like when you're ready to graduate, you're not going to be the same. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and I know each year we all change, we all grow, but I feel like a lot of this growth has come, come from me being in the program. Uh, and I really do enjoy who I am. Um, there are things that I still want to work on. There are parts of me that I know that, you know, that I want to get better on. Um, communication definitely is one of them. <laughs> um, but I, I think that, um, I'm on the right path. I do have a lot more self-awareness. I, before I, I didn't know what I really wanted. You know, I kind of felt like I was stuck, but now I feel like this is what I want. I know what I want and I know how I will get it. And I know that if someone can't bring that, into my life that I can't have them be a part of my life anymore. Um, and I think that was always kind of one of the hardest things for me is to kind of let people go. Um, I have an anxious attachment, <laughs> so I'm not good at letting people go, but now, you know, as I've grown and evolved, I see that, you know, not everyone is ready to grow and evolve. And if they're okay with being who they are, I'm okay with that too, but I don't have to allow that in my life. And, um, yeah, so that's a cool thing about growth, right? Like it, 
it's hard <laughs> because it can be uncomfortable sometimes because we have to do things that, you know, in order to, to grow, we have to find the things that align with our growth. And sometimes we have to let go of what doesn't align with our growth and it's uncomfortable. It's hard, but ultimately it's good. It's a good thing, you know, to, um, to grow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, I think I'm uh, done. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, anything, there's anything else I uh, wanted to touch on. Um, but I would really like feedback from you guys, what you guys would like to hear coming up in the new year. If you'd like to be a guest, you can reach out to me. Um, you can visit Instagram or Facebook at mind if we chat, or you can find me, Sarah Garcia, uh, and we can set something up. Um, you know, like I said, I want to touch a variety of different things. One thing I've been interested in learning about more is like personality disorders, um, especially borderline personality disorder. It's always kind of been something of interest to me. Um, so that is something maybe we can do a podcast episode on, um, you know, whatever I can do and being a part of making things more knowledgeable and sharing, you know, correct information. And that's something I think that's really important for me is that I want to make sure I get the most current research to share with you guys and not just something that came off Google <laughs> because there's a lot of things, you know, we can Google something and it doesn't always mean it's accurate. So, um, you know, even just, you know, finding valid research, uh, is really important to me. And I've always said that since the beginning of this podcast. So, uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions or if you guys would like to be a guest in the episode again, um, you could reach out to me at Mind If We Chat. And uh, I hope this 2024 is going to be a good year. Um, I didn't mention this, but the day this airs, I will be in San Antonio, Texas, and it will be my 36th birthday. So I'm hoping for a good year for everyone, and I'm hoping 36 will be kinder to me than 35 was. <laughs> All right, guys, that does it for another episode of Mind If We Chat, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. I am not a mental health professional. I am an individual who is passionate about mental health and topics related to mental health. Research has been done on these topics and I am sharing my own personal experience. All conversation and information exchange are intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Any information shared should not be used as medical advice or to self-diagnose. If you believe you are experiencing an emergency, please talk to your primary physician or call 911. Thank you.